The Secrets of Doctor Who is brought to you by the Star Quest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Doctor Who, where we discuss everything about the hit BBC series, Doctor Who. And today we're discussing, yep, Kill the Moon. The Twelfth Doctor Story. I'm Dom Bettinelli, and joining me today on the panel are Jimmy Aiken. Hey, Jimmy. Howdy, Dom. And Father Corey Stika. Hi, Father Corey. Uh, hi, Dom. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, be sure to get your very own Secrets of Doctor Who t-shirt or phone case or mug or whatever by visiting sqpn.com slash merch, M-E-R-C-H. I want to tell you about another show on the network you're sure to enjoy called The Secrets of Stargate. Find that wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash stargate. All right, yes, we are back to talk about one of my least favorite Dark Two episodes. A little preview there of what we're going to be talking, how, how we're going to be discussing this from my perspective. Uh, but Jimmy, could you give us a recap of what happens in this episode? Clara is furious at the doctor for telling her student, Courtney Woods, that she's not a special person. So to make her feel special, the doctor takes Courtney and Clara to the moon in the year 2049. When they get there, they find an American space shuttle with 100 nuclear bombs and a British crew of astronauts on a mission to do something. Because the moon has, for no scientific reason whatsoever, been gaining mass, and that's been causing problems on Earth. There's some creepy misdirection involving dead Mexican astronauts and moon spiders, but the real issue is that the moon is an egg and it's hatching. They can either use the nukes to kill the moon or not, but the doctor refuses to make the decision, takes the TARDIS, and bails on Clara, the astronaut, and Courtney. Clara gets on the radio to the whole world and asks them to clap their hands if they want Tinkerbell to live, (laughs) but the Earth doesn't want Tinkerbell to live and votes to kill the moon. The astronauts, uh, the astronaut gets ready to detonate the bombs, but at the last moment, Clara stops her. The doctor then reappears in the TARDIS and whisks them to a beach on Earth, where they watch the moon hatch into a gigantic space dragon, which then promptly and completely implausibly lays an identical moon egg. Afterwards, Clara is again furious with the doctor, this time for how patronizing he's been and how he forced her into making a decision which she almost didn't make, and she tells him to get out of her life though she does later have a chat with Danny Pink, who says to tell him again when she's calm. The end. All right, I'm going to start with my overall impression. This is a terrible episode of Tardu. Everyone involved in it should be censured, fired, and prevented from working on TV ever again, and may God have mercy on their souls. What do you guys think? <laughs> well, yeah. I, okay, I don't, okay, I'm over I, I the top. <laughs> I don't like this episode, um, but I tried to go into it forgetting what I knew. I mean, pretending I don't know where it's yeah. going. And the first half of it, before we get to the moon egg reveal, is okay. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's genuinely creepy. It, you know, it's um you know the the webs and the the moon spiders and everything all that all that's genuinely creepy 
Um, it's when we get to the 24 minute mark mm. and they reveal that the moon is an egg. That's when this episode falls off a cliff. I uh, I would agree. I mean, there's, there's, there are logical problems before that, but from oh, yeah. a, from a story fun pr- perspective, there's some stuff in there. That's, that's okay. Well, Father Corey, even, yeah. well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very much in agreement with Jimmy on that. And, and we've seen stories in doctor who, where, you know, the center of the earth is actually a, a, a spaceship that accreted, that created all the material onto it to create the planet. You know, it was the, it was formed around this spaceship, you know, and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, this is, that's nothing unusual, but yeah, the idea that the moon has been sitting there for hundreds of millions of years as an oh, egg. Billions. I mean, billions. It, it, the doctor says a hundred million, which is like, okay, no, it's billions yeah. because the way the moon really formed in the real world, at least according to our best information, yes. is that the earth was originally a much smaller planet, and it got struck by a Mars-sized body called uh, Theia, which then fragmented it all and spun off the moon. Mm-hmm. And and so that's, you know, that's four, that's like 4.5 billion years ago. Right. So it's, it co-formed with the Earth. Exactly, exactly. But I mean, e- either way, the fact that it's been sitting there for that long, and only now, in 2049, is it going to hatch. Mm. And then, like you said, it, then it produces a, <laughs> another moon that's exactly identical size and everything. Yeah, you know, and so it's just that it, it's just implausible. And I, although for me, the part where it really went downhill was the well, we've got to make a choice, kill it or not. And the doctor says, "Oh, by the way, ciao." Yes, and jumps so, out of there. Yeah, that, for the first time the, ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, how many times has he made major? choices for humanity and thought nothing of doing it right you know so that that's the point where for me it was just like okay okay this is where it hit rock bottom the moon moon egg thing is like okay fine whatever the point where the doctor is like now i'm clara i'm gonna make you make this decision for all of humanity have a good day and with well let's get to let's get to that i want to i kind of want to you know, get, oh, I get have to, a science rant yeah, okay. You can do that well, too. <laughs> yeah, we could do that too. Do you want to do a science rant up front or you want to, as we go? Well, let's do let me do a science rant up front and anything I miss I'll bring up as we go. Okay. Um so the idea so apparently completely implausibly because they've had contact with I mean they had aliens smashing into London in the first season of the revived Doctor Who publicly even mm-hmm. though so aliens We've had repeated alien invasions in Doctor Who of contemporary Earth in the last few years, and somehow they decide to cancel the space program and stop going into space, (laughs) even though you know aliens are out there to invade. That's crazy. But they've done that until, so they've scrapped, all the nations of the world have scrapped their space programs, apparently. So we've got a disused American shuttle with a group of disused British astronauts on it um, and a bunch of nukes, which apparently have also, these are the last nukes on Earth, we're told. And they've sent them to the moon because the there have been massive tidal waves like all all over the place on Earth at once. And, and we're told that the reason for that is that the moon has been gaining in mass. Okay, eggs hatching don't gain mass. 
Right. That's that's why they're eggs. They've got a shell around them to protect. I mean, maybe there's a little bit of gas exchange going on, but the right. reason you have an egg is that it carries all of the nutrients the baby mm-hmm. organism is going to need inside the egg, and that's what the baby organism inside eats. So you don't have eggs gaining or losing mass. It just transforms the mass from, say, the albumin protein in the in the egg white into the proteins in the body of the baby organism. So it just eggs just convert mass. They don't gain or lose it. So that's science, huge science howler number one. Science howler number two, even if eggs did gain mass, where is it coming from? The moon Mm -hmm. is in a vacuum. Right. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to be picking up appreciable mass from an occasional meteorite that hits. Thirdly, uh, we're told that the moon has gained 1.3 billion tons in mass. That's all? That's nothing. One, one <laughs> 1.3 billion? Okay, so that's effectively 10 to the ninth tons. You know mm-hmm. what the mass of the moon is? 10 to the 20 tons. So right. it's 11 orders of magnitude bigger. This is one 100 billionth or one billionth of a percent one billionth of a percent of the mass of the moon is how much its mass has increased. And that's causing amazing tidal waves on Earth? Mm. <laughs> I, I don't think so. The moon increases by a billionth of a percent in mass, and that's a science disaster? Um, that makes no sense at all. That's like gaining uh, like gaining three molecules of weight in an average human yeah. being, right? I mean, that's that's tiny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if you're going to do stupid science, don't put numbers on it that make you more stupid. <laughs> Just say you've been gaining in mass, and and then at the end, they make it sound like the um, that the creature in the moon, which is it looks kind of like a space dragon and kind of like mm-hmm. a space butterfly, but they make it sound like it's. It's the increased mass. Mm-hmm. And, 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 well, if that were true, then you'd still have all the rest of the mass of the moon f- shattered. Mm-hmm. And that would pummel Earth and end life on it. Um, instead, they make it, the doctor s- says, oh, yeah, and the shell disintegrates harmlessly. No, I don't care if that, if that creature was 99% of the mass of the moon. That 1% shell is going to destroy life on Earth. Even if it disintegrates into even it, yeah, grains. It's, yeah. It, it, exactly. It's a nuclear winter at best. Right. So, um, and then just laying an identical moon egg is out of nowhere with equal mass to the original moon. It's, it's just so stupid scientifically. Right. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure when they, when they talked about, oh, going back to the first point about the, 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 the baby dragon inside the egg gaining mass they're thinking like a mammalian infant or baby in the right. womb that does gain mass because they from get the, the nutrients right. from the mother yeah as the know? mother eats and continues yes, to bring exactly. in new nutrients into the system that's why we we aren't born in eggs yep. <laughs> yeah so i mean it, it's it, it's clear they First of all, it was written by people who have never, you know, like th- done things like farm chickens because they would know that's ridiculous <laughs> to even think of an egg doing that if they actually seen like a chicken go through its biological process. Right. I mean, so. Yep. Yep. So 
there's lots more, folks. So stick around. We've got it. <laughs> we've got, we got science more. issues. We got moral yeah. issues. We've got. I mean, we we got them all. Right. <laughs> so um, the, the 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 structure of the show is, is we start at the end with the usual post teaser back to the beginning thing. You know, we start. You know, the, with yeah. the teaser is the 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 drama at the end. Then we go twelve hours later, whatever it is. Just like all mediocre TV episodes do mm-hmm. uh, well i don't i don't have a problem so this it, rhetor or literarily this is known as an analeptic uh, anachronism yeah and it's a flash forward and mm-hmm. i don't have a problem with analeptic anachronisms um it's just this one's cheesy yeah because you because you've got clara talking to the earth she's talking to the camera and mm-hmm. she's saying we've got 45 minutes we've got a huge decision to make and the man who normally helps is gone and i don't think he's coming back so that's meant to convey the drama of the situation to us. That they've got 45 minutes. It's an important decision of some kind. The doctor has gone, and Clara doesn't think the doctor is coming back, which he doesn't for the decision, though. Of course, we mm-hmm. know he's going to come back for the show. Yeah. yeah and it's just cheesy. I, my problem is, is uh, when this device is used, it's often used to construct, to build in drama that the writer couldn't build in normally right. in, a, in, a, in, the, uh, in the usual way. And so it's, uh, it's often used to artificially amp up drama, and that's really how I feel like they're doing it here. Is they're trying to artificially amp up this drama. The doctor, where does he go, and what kind of decision? And so we have to, you know, yeah. wait to find that out. They also do a fake out later in the episode where the doctor hops into a hole to mm-hmm. in, in the moon's surface, and Clara says, "Ooh, and I don't know if he's coming back." And you're thinking, "Oh, that's how he exits." No, 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 no he's going to no. exit later. So uh, then we have this whole thing about Courtney Woods f- having her feelings hurt because being told by the doctor that she's normal, which she is <laughs> like, you know, it's not there's nothing wrong with being normal and not being special and telling everyone that they're special. Uh, well, that's, that's the line from The Incredibles. You know, if everyone's special, no one's special. Exactly. Right. Right. So it's just that sort of uh, emotional Thera- therapeutic child raising. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so he's going to take her to the moon to make her feel special. And so we have uh, they, they they materialize on this space shuttle, which is the size of a warehouse, apparently inside um, yeah. that that's been retired decades ago and is unusually large inside and piloted by elderly British astronauts. For some reason, as you point out, like why are they on a space shuttle and was a hundred nukes. Right. Mm-hmm. And. And was at one point cut, the back end was cut off and it was turned into a children's ride. Why didn't you just build a new spaceship from scratch? It would have been easier to make it space worthy. <laughs> like, like, duh. So that was, yeah. And then. Uh, the doctor's also being a royal jerk in the yep. opening part of this episode. Well, as usual for the 12th doctor. Uh, yeah. uh, so. Well, in this episode, though, it's, it's particular. I mean, he's, the, yeah. it's kind of like the entire episode, he's a jerk. <laughs> Well, and then they find out that it's crashing into the moon, that this space shuttle is going to be crashed down. And so instead of hopping into the TARDIS and taking off, they brace themselves. Well, maybe get in the TARDIS. <laughs> like, yeah. well, well, why are you crashing with it? Um, he does uh, point out that as he's hop- hopping around testing the gravity on the on the moon, that uh, they could try to kill him. Like they've got, they, you know, they're holding him. I think they're holding, uh, they have a gun. Maybe they do. Well, maybe they don't. I don't no. think they, I don't recall seeing them have guns. He talks no. about, what are you going to do? Shoot me? And then right. he, he says, shoot the little girl first, because of course she doesn't want to see Clara and me shot. That would terrify her. So shoot her, <laughs> shoot her first. 
then shoot Clara, then shoot me. Only I may, you'll have to shoot me a lot because I'm, I'll just keep regenerating. In fact, I may keep generating forever, keep regenerating forever. Yeah, I noticed yeah. you said that. It's interesting. The, now that given that what we know of the timeless child, yeah. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that may actually be true. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, you know, th- then they talk about how the moon is put on weight. So it's a suicide mission of 100 nukes. Um, and he's doing this thing with his yo-yo to test the gravity. Yeah. Which, fine. Okay, the fourth doctor did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the moon is increased by a billionth of a percent. <laughs> and you're going to tell that through your yo-yo? Yeah. Well, and, and you could tell that it was, we don't want to have to make the actors do the fake moon hops, you know. and Right. Because they can't actually simulate the what the one sixth gravity of the moon, or I can't remember. What yeah, it is, yeah, it's, one yeah. Sixth. it's a sixth. Yeah. So uh, they 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 leave the shuttle, and uh, the the shuttle is uh, burning. It's get uh, fire and smoke coming off it in uh, a vacuum. Vacuum. Yeah, the smoke yeah. is blowing in whatever wind is apparently on the surface of the moon now. Um, and we also have cobwebs in a vacuum because that's a thing. Uh, I'm not sure why these germs, because we found out that they're germs make cobwebs because they're not actually spiders it turns out they're germs the doctor says just very uh, very large single very cell l- germs yep. now given that it's an egg jimmy they they do actually acknowledge how eggs work because the moon is completely lacking in the minerals that are expected to be there presumably because the the moon egg creature dragon has been sucking it up um uh also the uh space station the mexican space station you can tell it's Mexican because there are little cactuses everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> Stereotype much, people? Yeah, I, was, I know. I'm surprised there wasn't a sombrero. Little bits of stereotypical Mexican decor in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the other, one of the two male British astronauts um, goes back to their, their, the shuttle at one point and somehow hears the spiders crawling around in a hole. Again. In a vacuum. In a vacuum. Yeah. <laughs> and he's in a spacesuit. Yep. So even if someone could travel, he yeah. wouldn't hear it because he's in a spacesuit. They're, right. they're kicking, uh, they're making noise in radio frequencies. That's yeah. what it must be. Must be, yes, yes. Uh, big, ugly space spiders uh, start attacking. The doctor determines that they're giant germs for some reason. Um, Clara. At, at one point, and this is more science stupid, but. Yep. Clara, or not Clara, Courtney starts floating in the space station, in the Mexican space station. She just, yeah. gravity ceases and she starts floating in midair during a spider attack. And the spider is able, I guess because of the pads on it, the ends of its legs, is able to stick to the walls. But she's not. She's just floating helplessly. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and this is apparently because of the baby dragon in the moon shifting around. No, that's not how it works. That's not how gravity <laughs> works. <laughs> right. Also, she kills it by spraying a disinfectant at it. Uh, yeah. Because sure. she had, she had thrown up at, at the end pre- of the previous episode, the doctor had taken Courtney into space to show her space as a reward for helping out. And, and she got sick and we don't mm-hmm. see her throw up, but we, infer it mm-hmm. and in the, at the beginning of this episode she's got like windex and she's cleaning up the mess she made yeah so right. she still has the windex on her she sprays the spider with that and and it kills 99 percent of germs we're told and so it killed the, the the germ spider including alien space germs yeah hmm. uh 
Clara does. Well, and that's not completely implausible. I mean, the right. way disinfectants work, they they do tend to. I mean, the, like a lot of them will rupture the outer membrane on a mm. on a germ, in which case you'd have a big thing of spider goop there. Now that yep. would have been fun to see. You spray it, and the, the thing explodes. <laughs> <laughs> but they've so, done that before. <laughs> yes, they have. Clara does call out the obvious, which is we know that the moon doesn't blow up in 2049 because we've seen it in the future. Oh, the doctor has a companion from the moon in the future. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Zoe Harriet is from a moon base. I mean, the doctor goes to the moon several times. He'd see the, uh, the moon base and uh, that uh, he go- the second doctor goes to. Yeah. Over and over again. So why? why we, Clara, it's this thing that we probably should be pointing out more often in Doctor Who stories, which is that the Earth, obviously the Earth doesn't get destroyed in this thing because we've seen the Earth a million years in the future or right. what have you. And so the doctor comes up with his explanation, which I'm not sure. I don't know. How, what do you guys think of this explanation? Because the doctor says he doesn't know what's happened to the moon because it hasn't been decided yet. This is where it gets decided. So, in which time is in flux, I guess. Yeah. So they they've kind of made this thing where the Doctor can see all time and space, you know, and, and that that goes back to the Ninth Doctor that they really kind of I can see all things, I can feel the Earth spin and all that 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 whole line with Rose, and all of a sudden now he's got gray areas that are like static. If there's a major decision that needs to be made. And I would assume he could see what happened after the decision, but he can't actually see the decision. Yeah. He says grace. They're like gray spots and they're sort of, I guess, the opposite of fixed points. Mm -hmm. You know, when he, when he knows, okay, this has to happen. It has to happen this way. There's nothing I can do about it or it's going to cause a paradox is a fixed point. But then he also occasionally has places which he could just be explained in terms of, I just have never studied this. Mm-hmm. But right. but here they're going for a more mystical explanation. So it's like I've got a gray patch. There's something undecided here. I can't see. How, right. it, it, I can't see the. It, I can't see what's going to happen. I, I suppose the other explanation is he knows that Clara's the one who makes this decision, and so and, he's and so just he flat had, out lying. Yeah, I mean he has been known to lie, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I, I it think, could be that. I suppose. I think it goes a little bit deeper than that on a writing level it's i think they've they kind of realize they they've put themselves on a fixed point of time by even having the concept of a fixed point in time and so now they needed to have something that was the opposite of it like like you said jimmy you know where it's like no uh we have to have something where the doctor doesn't know what's going to happen and you would think that would be a lot more things than just this but right because if he does know everything that's going to happen that really sucks the drama out of stuff so yeah, we have to give him some blind spots. Um, so the uh, the you mentioned Jimmy the doctor at one point jumps into a pit filled with amniotic fluid. That's kind of weird. Yeah, which he says is the stuff life comes from. It's like no, that's not what life comes from. <laughs> um, amniotic fluid is generated in mammals, yep. um, not in eggs. Eggs don't have amniotic fluid in them. Uh, they have yolks. And amniotic fluid and yolks have two completely different functions in gestation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, doctor, you need to go back to biology and find out how, how life is made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> doctor, uh, we need to have a conversation about the birds and the bees and you're a grandfather. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
So maybe Time Lords are different. Uh, so, but I don't want to necessarily get into that. <laughs> That's a whole other area. So uh, we find out that Courtney is uh, posting photos uh, from the moon on her Tumblr, which is uh, very that gay-specific. Yes, that's <laughs> I, I like 2015. The, I like how the the British astronaut says, "Oh, my grandmother used to post things on her Tumblr." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Um, and then this is where things really fall apart, and we're told that the moon is an egg. It's a dragon egg, a giant dragon egg, and it's the only one of its kind in all the universe. Of course, oh, and yeah. it's around Earth, of course. So how did it evolve if it's the only thing, uh, one of its kind in the universe? And it's apparently, you know, uh, only one of them can exist at a time and then give birth. It's like the phoenix, I suppose, is supposed mm-hmm. to be. It's yeah, it's very much a phoenix type story. Yeah. And this is where we kind of get into the morality discussion, which is the debate over saving the life of one baby, alien dragon baby, versus seven or nine or ten billion, however many there's on Earth at this point. And and this is where the episode has a little bit of redemption, um, because there's a very strong pro-life statement here. Mm-hmm. This is this is not just a I mean, it's science stupid as hack, but yeah, but we're this this. This is about an abortion. Do we kill this unborn baby or not? And the the British astronaut lady who wants to kill it is clearly in the wrong, whereas Clara and Courtney, who want to save the unborn baby, are clearly in the right. And well, they even defend it and in, in striking terms. Um, like when the British astronaut lady says, um, you, uh, you know, this, this thing is harming us. Uh, Clara comes back with, you can't uh, blame your baby for kicking. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, I kind of want to dispute that just a little bit, because if if this is a big, dumb chicken, (laughs) then clearly you kill the chicken to save nine billion people. Well, and that's what they don't end up exploring, really, is is this thing. Now, it because instead of debating, is this thing something that would have a right to life mm-hmm. they they fuzz over that issue with it's one of a kind so right, we should yeah. keep it for scientific reasons or they're not really even thinking it through that far but what they're what but just i i, I do have to give the show props yeah for they're trying to do a pro-life plot here mm-hmm. um and it's so close to the surface i think they're doing it semi-consciously they're they're making a statement mm. about the value of unborn human life um it is mm. vastly different than say like than than what television was like Tele- tv is much more pro-life now than it was decades ago like in the 1970s there was an episode of maud Maud right. was a mm-hmm. very popular show at the time starring B Arthur who was a you know she was playing a flaming you know political liberal and she has an abortion mm-hmm. you know she's like she's 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 like in her 40s or something and she gets pregnant by her husband and has an abortion and it's treated as her right as a woman to do that and it's horrific um and and today you would not have that People today sympathize with unborn babies on screen, and that's what we have going on here. Yeah, yeah, uh, I I see that point, but uh, 
the in, yes, I agree. But that it, doesn't, it doesn't mean the episode is is any good. It just means right. that <laughs> its heart is in the right place. I, There's one I, or two I, good things about it, right? I just feel like I, I agree with you that they're making a pro life statement, but they're not really. Um, they didn't really address the 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 chicken in the room, which is that mm-hmm. is it is it a, a sentient life? If the last dodo on Earth, if it's the choice from the last dodo on Earth in all of human ex- lives. The the dodo dies. Like mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. that's not even a question. So clone it, it later if you want. Right, exactly. right. So it, it just uh, I if they're going to make this argument, they had to do. A, I think they should have done a better job. And I I applaud the attempt to talk about the value of life. I'm not quite sure as you are that they're making an argument for human life so much as it's a save the the endangered species sort of argument. But that that. You could go either way. It's not well, clear. They talk, they talk about it as a baby, and they even right. compare it to your baby. You can't blame your baby for kicking. Mm-hmm. I, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Um, well, the this is a, about when the doctor just says he's not going to do anything. Uh, uh, for some reason, this situation is different from every single other time he's saved the Earth based on his fiat and decision, uh, and that he will do so in the future, by the way. Uh, but uh, this time it's different. And so Clara. Yeah. He says, in essence, this isn't my planet. It isn't my moon. Humanity mm-hmm. has to make this decision. So I'm going to leave you three as representative examples to make it. Yep. Yeah. Clara does call him out on that. Like, you know, you, you, what, you, you've been coming to earth and doing all this stuff for so long. You are now de facto involved in this decision, but he refuses. Well, uh, it's 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 clear that they wanted this to be the point where the doctor pushes her too far. Yeah. And I think they picked the absolute worst way they could have done that. I mean, yeah. just by saying, well, you got to make this choice that affects the billions of people down there. So bye. It's a sort of a pointless way of him pushing it like this. Like, of all the ways they could have he could have pushed her to the brink of being angry with him. This one just seemed like why? Like there just never seemed like to be a point for him to do it now. Uh, it just came out of nowhere. So then we have Clara making this incoherent request of the Earth to decide what to do about the thing that they don't really know about, right? Like, mm-hmm. no one's really explained to them what, they, what they've been arguing about. Meanwhile, and, they're showing us lots of pictures of germ spiders on the surface of the moon as if yep. for no reason. But, <laughs> right, you know, right. just to be frightening. Uh, and so people are supposed to vote by turning their lights on or off. And Oh, and this is, okay, planetary dynamics. only half the planet is dark at any one time so only half the planet gets a vote yep if you're on the moon you can only see part of the dark part of the planet so basically western europe and north america get to vote in this election and nobody else well north korea votes no anyway so right (laughs) because north korea is always dark but yeah uh, um if you see satellite photos of north korea at night it's always dark so but like is it the pres the the leaders of that country decide like for the whole country and turn all the lights off. Oh, I think it's everybody. So yeah. if my light is off and my every other light in my city or state is on or off, is it on or off? Can you tell just by looking from the moon whether, yeah. say, Massachusetts is voting yes or no? Like it well, doesn't and, make and sense. And you'd have to have the cities deciding to turn off all the street lights and all the parking lot lights and all the, you know, c- common yeah. areas. And- Crime spree. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and it, it, even then, again, you would have people who would say, no, I, I think we need to 
not do you know, not kill right. it. Yeah, you and, know, and so ba- you'd have and they, they had like one little speck of light like somewhere in North America or something like that. You know, it was yeah. it was ridiculous. Like all of France went completely dark. Well, France, you know. Yeah. <laughs> my my question though is what about the people who would want to vote to keep Tinkerbell alive and they're just mm-hmm. asleep and not listening to their radio or whatever at the time. And so of course right. their lights are off cause it's night. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's two o'clock in the morning. What do you expect? It's going to be. And, and like, do, do, how long is this? Are people given to decide, you know, we know how elections and decisions are made here on earth. Like, come on. Yeah. Like it's they, just they it 45 no minutes sense. to make the decision. Yeah. Does it? So anyway, the world votes to kill the, the moon egg baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, Clara because, just throws because out of the window. Because as the astronaut tells us, it's an exoparasite. <laughs> really? What's it a parasite on? What's the I, host organism for this parasite? I mm-hmm. suppose Earth, in a sense. You know, I mean, that's uh, the, how it... No. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I, I mean, I get it. I mean, it's really the, the, the spiders of the, the parasite. But they vote to kill it because it, it or us, I vote us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, I mean, the, but Clara, of course, you know, the the vote was meaningless because Clara makes the decision anyway. Like that was a pointless point of drama. Yep. Uh, so, uh, Moon and again, Dragon, this is one of these. Yeah. Well, again, these are one of these bombs where once you hit the abort button, you can't reset it. Right. Dumbest because bomb there's design. no reset button on it. Yeah. Yeah. D- dumbest bomb design ever. Uh. So Moon Dragon hatches. The shell magically not only disintegrates but uh, moves into another dimension or something. <laughs> uh, yeah. And maybe the, maybe the shell uh, is becomes the the basis of the new, as we mentioned, egg that is exactly the same size as the previous egg. Uh, apparently, this thing is super fertile the moment it hatches. Or it's something. like a tribble. Yeah, right, right. Well, it's born fertile. Of course, they're also standing born on pregnant. a brightly lit beach in day and can see it perfectly. Oh well, yeah. but that's I mean, that's actually that's fine. The um, the moon is out just as much in the day as it is at oh, I know. night. Well, I we know, just I know. don't don't yeah. recognize it. But wait, North America was um, way in darkness, and then the doctor points down the beach and says NASA's two thousand miles that way, and it's bright light. It's daylight, yeah. really. Um, hmm. And and leaves her there. Leaves the astronaut there. Like at least take her where she like somewhere that can. Like you've stranded her in this random place, yeah, silly. Uh, and 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 then he, you know, pontificates as the doctor does. I mean, that's normal for the doctor mm-hmm. about this is what sends humanity back into space. This experience of this life coming from the moon and surviving this disaster. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, and the Clara is. <laughs> I have a word that I used. Maybe I probably won't use it on the podcast, but she's really mad. Yeah, <laughs> I rate. I well, rate. Yes, that's so, the better word. Yeah, so she's she's mad, and the um, and Courtney, the doctor says that Courtney is like super special now, and she's going to grow up to become the American president. Yeah, it's like not if no. not unless there's a change in the American Constitution or if there's something about <laughs> Courtney's background that we don't know because in order to become president of the united states you have to be native born right naturalized citizens cannot become president that goes all the way back to the founding why u.s president why not uk prime minister like why did you yeah or european union or something yeah yeah i mean this was before brexit so yeah um 
so that didn't make any sense. But but Clara is really mad, and she she asks she demands to know what the doctor knew about this situation, and she says, "Tell me what you knew, or I'll smack you so hard you'll regenerate." <laughs> I love that line, which is a wonderful line. That's a great yeah. line. Yeah. Um. And and she tells him that what he did it was cheap, it was pathetic, it was patronizing. And he says, well, this was me trying to show my respect for you. And she says, well, respect it is not how I feel. Uh, I almost let her push the button. Um, You, uh, you know, so um, why did you put me in this situation where I almost didn't make the decision? You know, so she's pressing him on what did he know about what she would do and what would happen in this situation. And, And she feels terrible that she almost didn't stop the lady from pushing the button. And in essence, she's telling him, you made me feel this way and I'm sick of it. Clear off, get out of my life. Yep. Yeah. It, like he tells her, she, you, know, you made me feel like a bloody idiot. And he says, language. And she's like, oh, don't you tell me to mind my language. <laughs> like, yeah. she, like he has, you could tell. It's probably been a long time since the doctor's been married because he has no idea how to argue with with a woman yeah. he's in a relationship with. <laughs> don't don't try to correct me when I'm this mad. You're yes. just gonna make it worse. Yes, yes. Oh, doctor, doctor. Uh, and just, yeah, so she tells him to leave, go away. I don't want you to come back. Which that's you know there are times when the doctor would have done that, which is kind of uh, you know interesting that he doesn't at this point. Uh, but then she's later on she's talking to Danny as you mentioned. And uh, he he kind of sa- he says, I recognize this look. I've seen this look before. And uh, he says, I'm not on you, on me. This is when I left the army. So he apparently mm-hmm. also had a moment where he got fed up and uh, and was done with it. Uh, but he but he tells her that you mentioned to me, he's he tells her you're not really done with him yet. Not when you're not until you can say this when you're not still angry. And that's mm-hmm. actually an interesting point. I, I got to I grant him that. That, you know, telling someone to clear off while you're angry is one thing, but when you calm down and you're thinking rationally again, if you still want them to not stick around, then it's real. So kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, uh, and of course, we know the doctor is going to come back, so she will have a chance to talk with him and she's not going to tell him to mm-hmm. clear off. But um, But from the way she's just told him off, I wouldn't. I mean, I know for non-diegetic reasons he's going to come back, but for in-story reasons, I wouldn't count on him coming back. You just told him to leave. Right, yeah. right. He, he may take you at your word and not come back, and you won't be able to tell him later. Like, right. And and the next episode, which is Mummy on the uh, Orient, Orient Express. Express. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he kind of takes her on a last trip. Which mm-hmm. is kind of an odd thing to do. We'll talk about that in that in that one, but um, and that's a much better episode, frankly. But uh, <laughs> so it's it's kind of an interesting way to to end it. And they, it's not as I mean they they're again we're making a dramatic thing. Oh no, is Clara done? But she's not obviously, and it's just kind of like more ginned up well, drama. That's, that's like how many times is like oh the doctor's so close to impending doom. Is he going to die? No, because yeah. we know there's five more episodes. You know, <laughs> it's a silly cliffhanger, and you know, I mean, I get building drama between them in this relationship that they've created, but uh, yeah, uh, it it's I don't know. That, I like it scene- better when she's throwing Tardis keys into lava. 
<laughs> yeah, it's more dramatic. That is dramatic. Uh, so, uh, Father Corey, last things to say about this episode. You know, we've had episodes where after I've watched it the second or third, you know, watched it for this, you know, you know, after years, it's like, you know, this isn't as bad as I remember. This is not one of those episodes. This is as bad as I remember. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about you, Jimmy? Nice moon visuals. <laughs> the special effects. Um, yeah. I think that's all that needs to be said about this, the, the, the moon egg episode. Um, all right. We want to finish off by taking a moment to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of Doctor Who, including Mary N., Andrea J., Johannes B., Dixie V., and Christopher L. Their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give make it possible for us to continue the secrets of Doctor Who and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. And we'd also like to thank Victor Lambs, who edited this episode. That's it from us. We'd love to hear what you think of Kill the Moon. Let us know by commenting on the show at sqpn.com or the Secrets of Doctor Who Facebook page, or send an email to Who at sqpn.com, or visit the StarQuest Discord community at sqpn.com slash discord. We'll be back next time when we'll be discussing the second Doctor story, Fury from the Deep. Until then, Father Cory Stika, thank you for joining me and sharing The Secrets of Doctor Who. Well, thank you, Dom. Jimmy Aiken, thank you as well. Tell me what you knew or I'll slap you so hard you'll regenerate. <laughs> and once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Doctor Who on StarQuest. And finally, don't make me watch this again, please. 